What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today is a very special episode of the podcast. No, it isn't episode 51. No, this isn't the uh, one-year anniversary podcast that you guys were all expecting. But it's something and on even par to that. I don't want to say better because then I feel like we're just... We're, we're downgrading that amazing show we did on Sunday that no one's going to see unless you were there. <laughs> but I figured this is a show that I wanted to start at some point, and I figured why not now where I sit down with uh, some of my amazing friends that I've met before the podcast and during the podcast where we kind of just sit down, talk about what they're doing in their lives, uh, their favorite movies and all that stuff. And yeah. And I figured, why not start with the man who, when you listen to the podcast and you listen to the intro and the outro, you hear some amazing tunes. Those tunes are created by the man himself, right here in front of me, the legend, Dark Razard. Welcome hey. to the show, my friend. What's going on, man? I am uh, absolutely honored to be asked. The honor is all mine, man, because, you know, I mean, we've been we've been friends for a bit now probably like, what around like almost two years now all oh, six years in high school right <laughs> <laughs> we're like van wilder but in high school you know <laughs> yeah at least two yeah january january of 2020 so a little over two years yeah and it's it's been a wild ride for for me and for you through the, the oh, yeah. craziness that is content creation yep lots of uh, bigs ups and very bad downs <laughs> <laughs> yeah well but i wouldn't i wouldn't have it any other way man well that's good you know but yeah, yeah no I absolutely did. yeah you 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 asked me you know hey you want to yeah yeah it doesn't even matter what it is if it's something with parker i'm there that's always it's always that always warms my heart you know yeah when you I could ask, ask somebody me, and they're like hell yeah and i'm like oh, somebody likes me <laughs> yeah you can ask me hey dark we're gonna go sit on a bench and get shit on by pigeons and split a shit sandwich I, i'm there man it's just if i'm with parker i'm there i mean isn't that usually what happens when we play Fortnite together? Yeah, well, it's not, we're not getting shit on by pigeons. We're getting shit on by 12-year-olds. But yeah, kind of the same thing. You know, it's in the same vein. You know, it's, yeah. we might as I mean, well pigeons, sit on the bench and get shit on by pigeons. Yeah, pigeons <laughs> and 12-year-olds are kind of the same thing. They're those oh. annoying things that you want to smack, but you're just legally not allowed to. So Right, right. <laughs> so, so, Dark, you are a very talented man. You do a lot of Some things. Some would say. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say it, and other I know other people's other people's. Yes, words are hard. Words are very hard. Why waste time with my word? Few words. For anybody who listens to this podcast, they know that I I don't know how to talk. (laughs) Yet I try to do it, you know, multiple times a week. Um, but yeah, you're a very talented man. You create your own music, which is all DMCA free, which means yeah, no pesky studio or label can slap you with a fine or pull down your videos this man That's makes right. music for free i mean he literally does it for free and literally gives it to the people yeah what? i was gonna say it's not i don't make my own music i make music for you guys it's it's uh, it's an absolute honor to give you guys i mean yeah it, it's I, i'm absolutely love doing it. i'm gonna do it for another 30 years at least i have to because somebody owns five percent of the rights for my stuff for 30 years so yeah that's what we're gonna do right there you go <laughs> what um so how long have you been playing music like before oh man 
uh, I want to say I started in like sixth grade, yeah, sixth grade, I started playing guitar and it's just been a snowball effect then of just, if there's music in it, I'm involved in it. And there, it's a double-edged sword because it's a beautiful thing. I love creating. It gives you this, this wild extension of yourself that you're allowed to show people that's different than talking to somebody or, you know, even being on camera, it's a whole different part of your soul. You get to share it with people, but at the same time, it's, uh, it's a lot of something people don't talk about a lot with creating music is you get kind of lost now when you listen to stuff. So I, you don't, you don't listen to music the same anymore. Right. Uh, everything is very, you know, you're comparing yourself, you're learning from other songs. Like you can't just, you can't just sit down and enjoy so much anymore. So it is kind of a double-edged thing, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for anything. I mean, it's, I, I mean, I've been, I've, I've attempted to play instruments throughout my life. I, I, I'm, I still, I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least you're still going with it. I've kind of just was like, yeah, maybe someday, <laughs> you know, play it. I, you know, I played guitar a little bit. I played uh bass a little bit in high school. That was probably the one I was most passionate about. And, but the biggest thing for me, especially, I think starting in like middle school was um, singing. You know, I, I love, yeah. I loved to sing and I would put on like concerts for myself. Like when I was a kid and you know, I did the it, same thing with a guitar. Yeah. It's like one day, maybe I'll do it in front of people. And I remember doing like talent shows in middle school and in high school, I was in a band, which, uh, my band was called 5150, which you would appreciate. My guy. I do right? appreciate it. Um, because I'm a huge, huge Van Halen fan. I, I mean, I was obsessed. Like it was like it was Van Halen and Ozzy. Those were like the two. I had like all the albums, listening to them hardcore, trying to sing Non-stop. like Sammy because I couldn't sing like David Lee Roth because that dude is just his voice was just so yeah. wacky. Whereas David like, Lee Roth <laughs> can't even sing like David Lee Roth, so you're it's all right. <laughs> he's like seventy five years old now. <laughs> yeah, still trying. He's still trying. No, nah, I'm right there with you, man. It was well. First of all, we got to clear the air that it was Van Hagar. Right, which I know right, you're going right, to agree right. with me on. Uh, nope. I, nope. And I, I did love agree. some Ozzy, but my two, I had three albums on repeat, like from third grade to, well, till last week, really. Van Halen's 5150, Russia's 2112, Metallica's Black Album. Like those are what I just grew up on. And it's, to this day, I don't get sick and tired of hearing those songs. I mean, I can, I probably could count on both hands how many times I've done nothing else matters in shows in high school. Oh, well, you're, you're in for a treat on Friday. <laughs> it's such a good song. And yeah, it's coming. It's coming to the list on Friday. Oh, I'm very excited. Very excited to hear that. So what made you decide to start making the DMCA free music? Well, I got on Twitch in uh, January of 2020. Well, it was like it was like the last week of December, but I didn't. St- I streamed with like a picture of my dog sitting there, so it wasn't even me. I was just playing Smash. I was so nervous. <laughs> and then when I started getting into it, I re- I realized like a couple days in, maybe like right before my first affiliated stream, I played. I think it was like some trivia music because I knew Matt Heafy from Trivium was on the platform, and I always knew copyright strikes were a thing. I, you know, I've been around YouTube long enough, but right. My one of my first vods like. The whole video was muted. 
So when I researched it and saw, because I would have thought, you know, copyright strikes won't apply to something live because I'm not making money off the music. If anything, the way I see it as a person with a normal brain on like a record company, I, you're, you're getting free promotion from content creators if they're playing an album on your, like you might have somebody come, wow, I haven't listened to Trivium forever. Let me go buy a record. Right. Or let me pull them up on Spotify. I'm not right. making any money because I'm listening to it. Like these record companies didn't get it. So I, I started, I, no, they, they, they don't. And that's why I love seeing more and more people get on this train. Cause maybe soon we'll be able to get them to come to a realization that uh small artists matter. And I got some other stuff we could talk about in a minute. We'll get into that. Um, so I wrote my own intros and outros. Cause the big thing was I wanted to have music at the start. And then at least at the end, when I was getting ready to raid out, that wasn't copyright strike. And I just didn't play music. So I put that out and that's where high noon was born. What became to be one of your favorite songs, I think. And it's, uh, it's the longest song you've ever written, and it's my <laughs> probably my favorite. I have it, and in like I listen to it every day. <laughs> and the reason it's so long is I wanted something that could give me that like seven to eight minutes to get ready. Because back then when I was streaming in like full cowboy attire, I had like a green screen behind me. I had the, the whole you remember it. It was this whole oh, mess. Yeah. But I had to go like get into character, get the bolo tie on. I even wore the cowboy boots while I was sitting in the chair. So I had to have something long and girthy enough to maintain that whole section. And then I also used it for like highlight videos for Call of Duty tournaments. So it had to be something long. Right. And then I put that out and you guys, everybody just ate it up. They were like, I, I, I want this. What is this? Where'd you find this? It's mine. And everybody kept saying, you should, you know, let me get one. And then would you write something for me? Or would you write something for me? Like all these different people ask. So I was like, you know what? And I think it was like January of 2021, a year later, I put out the High Noon Saloon album. And within days, it became very clear. Harris Heller is not the only one on the market that could write songs and get people to listen to them. And I would like to help fill that. Well, you're sick of Harris Heller. Well, here's some fresh stuff for you to listen to. And now we're here 15 albums later. Yeah. Which was kind of how it went for me. Cause I, I used to listen to Harris Heller's stuff. And then when you dropped all those albums, <laughs> I was like, well, I guess, I mean, this is it. Cause you only had the high noon at the time. And mm -hmm. I was still listening to Harris Heller. And I was like, well, I'll, of course I'm going to add this to the, you know, to the playlist. But then you try, <laughs> then you went and dropped 11 albums in like one day yeah. or like one week. Yeah. Or something, and it was like, well, there we go. Okay. See you later. <laughs> yeah. Everybody kept asking me and I had been sitting on stuff and sitting. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't really understand how putting me like making money off. Like, cause don't get it twisted. I do get paid from you guys listening to it. I'll never, it's free for you guys to use, but I do get paid per stream. So I never understood how any of that worked. And everybody kept asking us, because you know what? I got like six albums worth of stuff sitting around. Right. And then here's a whole bunch of music and everybody just ate it up. So here we are. We keep going. And I, if uh, 16, 17 and 18 are already ready to go, uh, they'll be coming out soon. Ooh, very exciting. I mean, you, I mean, you definitely, all artists should be getting paid for their music being on Spotify. It's, you know, the amount of work be. that you the amount of work that you know you and other artists have to put in to, to it's, a lot. Music it's a, lot. a lot and you're not getting i mean we're not paying you to do it like you know so for them to to pay you is definitely i mean they cool do that it's, it's, it's not a lot and i can get into that yeah. but i mean it's not it's not uh, about the money it was more so like i remember when i started and a lot of people had the same thing sometimes you're streaming you don't know if one person's there or 10 people are there. Sometimes chat's not super active. Sometimes your friends can't be there to game with you and just have an emptiness, you know, no 
no sound in your headphones other than your own voice can be very deterring. So just a little beat in the background can make a huge difference. It could, it could break the nerves, let you come out of your shell a little bit, because then you're not just sitting there with silence in your headphones. And to me, that's like I wanted to step in and help fill that role and not make music that was so overpowering to the talking where I think is where I kind of separated myself from Harris Heller a little bit. If you want something that's intrusive and banging and bumping, I have it. But if you also want this stuff, that's like, this is a big, you know, this is a chill thing. I'm talking a lot. That's there for you too. Gotta, you gotta love the variety. Mm-hmm. There's even some eight uh, Jack of all trades, master <laughs> of none. <laughs> so, you know, you've, you've had quite a journey in your, uh, you know, couple years being on Twitch, you know, what, what got you started and just kind of go through your little journey from, from the beginning until now. Well, I always, I, I grew up watching just not grew up. I should say I was in my twenties, but like Justin TV, watching Ninja in his early phase and Dr. Disrespect back in modern warfare too. And I remember being there in the streams when Tim the Tapman was streaming in his apartment with his webcam taped to his wall. So I always knew this world existed, but I never knew how accessible it was until some buddies got in and they were like, you know, a lifelong friend, a guy I've known for 20 years, sends me a text. He's like, hey, I'm live. Why don't you come hang out and play Smash Brothers with us? I'm like, how are you guys? Live? I, like, I thought this was like an inaccessible, like an exclusive thing. Right. And I came in and they were having a great time. I'm like, man, this seems like a lot of fun. So I was at Best Buy. I can't even remember what I was doing. I, I like to go to Best Buy sometimes just to waste money. We all do. Right. And they had an Aver Media bundle sitting there with like a capture card, a webcam, a microphone, some software for 129 bucks. It's like, let's give, let's, let's try this thing out. And yeah, I, I, I bought that and I streamed on like, it was like, it was like New Year's Eve. I think I streamed, I played some Overwatch and Rocket League. I said with like a picture of the dog in there instead of the camera. I didn't even talk to anybody. I was so nervous <laughs> about it. And then like just something that like it went live like the next day. I was like, let's do this. And then people started showing up and it's been, uh, it's been an amazing journey since then to think like the highs and the lows and getting affiliated meeting meeting john and then john brought me to you and you introduced me to feld and like all there's just a snowball of amazing people that have come and gone throughout the two and a half years not i shouldn't say gone but you know some people have lives but right just to where i am now to taking breaks and like struggling with the balance of work life and streamer life and, and streamer life and relationships and just to all kind of accumulate and, and bring me to where I am now as a full-time, you know, content creator has been, it's been a humbling experience to say the least. Well, I mean, it's, it's always great. It's, I love listening to people's like where they came, like where they started because it's always, you, you get some very different stories, but they all seem very similar. I think like, it is. It's it's always they're all kind of like an underdog story. Yeah, it's like, like it's, I, it's, I had a laptop from like that was like eight years old that I just kind of, <laughs> you know, I tried my best. <laughs> just, yeah, my my first setup was like this half-ass laptop that I ran the I ran my Xbox into a capture card into that, and I had this like little like little half-ass L-shaped desk in the corner. With like a 42 inch gaming, t like a TV <laughs> in there. Yes. And then like the little computer next to it to read chat. And it was like, yep. and like, you know, I had a full time job when I started. I used to make good money. <laughs> so 
So I quickly was like, this is fun. Let me go buy all the things. Let me go get all the things. And then the L-shaped desk turned into these main gears and the 42 inch TV turned into, you know, the Dell fucking 4K monitors. And eventually the, the webcam goes to the wayside and you buy a Sony mirrorless $900 camera, which was a waste of money. Uh, it's, I don't know, man. I, again, I wouldn't change. It's been such an amazing experience to go from, from that to this and, the, just the people I've met along the way are it's some of the most humbling people I've ever met. You are one of them. <laughs> I'm just here to look at your face. Now I'm here to, uh, I'm here to uh, look at yours as well. So, I mean, the, the, the feelings mutual. <laughs> no, I mean, meeting, meeting you and John was like a life changing thing. I knew the second I met you guys, like those are guys that I'm probably going to have around the rest of my life. Like, it was uh it was pretty it was, meeting john was probably the coolest way ever i mean that was awesome but then when we met playing golf with friends that was like this is my dude right here <laughs> this is <laughs> this is this is almost me <laughs> like man this guy gets mad at a lot of things well i was because we're sitting there playing and you're like you know you're going off <laughs> i hadn't met you i wasn't like when i first met john and he was he was inviting me to these things i had a bad anxiety with gaming with people and i to be honest with you, I still do from time to time get anxiety about going live. And right. I was very standoffish to new people. And John kept asking and asking and asking, like, come play some games with us. Come play some games with us. I was finally like, all right, I'll come in. And I was just being very quiet. And you were raging. In my head, I'm doing the same thing because that golf game was pissing me off. <laughs> like, that game sucks. <laughs> but you were guys that, I mean, you guys were very welcoming to me. And, and I mean, you guys, you guys are the ones that helped me really come out of my shell and get comfortable on Twitch and content creation and stuff. So I'm forever indebted to you guys for that. Well, I'm, I'm happy that I could, could help you, you know, push you along there. Because now look at you. You're like, you're just. You're so big. I don't. I don't even know where I sit right hey, now. Hey, I'm trying I'm to like, lose oh, weight. <laughs> not that way. No, I know. I'm Damn, just no. <laughs> uh, no, I mean the the growing thing right now. I'm on a wild ride. It could it could end any day. But I mean, I'm still glad that when I go live, I still got you know forgiven John and Parker in there with swords next to their names. Those are my guys who've got my back. It's 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 a great thing to have people around you that you know aren't like because i think the biggest problem with communities and not just like twitch communities but like just content creation communities like you're you're gonna have toxic people that are gonna try oh, yeah. to use you for as people would say clout which i hate that word it's such a stupid word um but like you know they, they're using you to try to get themselves better themselves yeah right. but in an in 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 ill-mannered way yeah right which i'm the whole purpose is to kind of work together to get yourselves to, the, Oh yeah. To, you know, I mean, you are the king of support in my eyes. Like you're, you know, you talk about how you're, you know, you're always supporting, you know, anyone who's live, even if somebody you just met that day, you're, you're there supporting, um, you know, I'll try to, my best. Yeah. Trying to help people, you know, achieve uh, their goals, you know, and some of those people are going to take advantage and you're going to, find out quickly or maybe sometimes it takes a little bit longer to figure it out but um that's kind of the way this whole thing goes i know for me you know i mean i've been doing you know i started streaming back in january of 2019 so a year before you did and you know it was a slow run and and you know anxiety and depression and stuff you know it all like 
rushed in real fast. And, you know, I took my breaks. I had to mentally, you know, to, to help me mentally. And I think starting the podcast in, was it April? I mean, it's a year ago, April of 2021 was the biggest, like was the biggest help for me when it came to my mental health because it's something I wanted to do. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things I always try to tell people. Yeah. You're going to have like, you'll, I wouldn't say necessarily bad apples, but you're going to have people who maybe don't even mean to have ill will and what they're doing. They just haven't, you know, they haven't learned yet. Right. That, you know, as Kirk Hammett would say from the Black Island documentary, I like to take people to this place and then just really take them to this higher plateau. Mm. Like, I want to be there forever, and I will always see the best in somebody. They could burn me, and it's going to take my mods finally going, dude, you got to do something about this for me to, like, actually step in and do something. But I always try to tell people, like, because the first thing I heard when I started streaming was Harris Heller, the stream doctor, say, you're going to go through lots of revisions of yourself before you really naturally land on what sticks for you and what works for you. And I was like, nah, this guy's a buster. I'm going to be a cowboy forever. (laughs) That didn't work. I I went through the same thing. I went through breaks, like finding myself and finding myself. But once you actually find what it is that you're like, I wouldn't say good at, but meant to do on these platforms and, and on Twitch and on YouTube and on podcasts, it becomes, it becomes so freeing and so joyful to do it. And like seeing you, find your stride in podcasting and movie dissection man i can't tell you how happy i am to see you like just happy to be making content man and that's where i feel like i'm finally at like i found like what i like to do and it's it feels so good oh yeah it definitely does i mean seeing you now um and you know unfortunately you know where you are right now unfortunately you know had to start from unfortunate circumstances yeah um but you know the the passion you have you're not you're not you're not just doing it because of that circumstance you're doing it because you're you're passionate about it and you had people behind you that were like you can do this yes i couldn't have done it without them and for me it's always a show you know you always have the 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 demon in the back of your head who's whispering you know that bullshit you know about Mm -hmm. you know hey man you know like for me for an example is i mean this week specifically you know uh this past sunday uh we did our one year celebration we streamed it live on twitch and i was there yeah dark was there uh, as he it was a good is. time sorry all you guys don't get yeah. to see it <laughs> sorry everybody it. you just but just blame me it's fine i blamed myself um and you know we were having a great time and i hadn't we hadn't streamed anything for the show since the end of august of last year so it's been a while so yeah you know, streaming and recording at the same time just wasn't, isn't something that's been, you know, registered in my head. So we were having a great time and about 40 minutes into the show, I looked down and I'm not recording it. I'm just streaming. (laughs) And then of course the Twitch channel for some reason doesn't have VODs turned on. And even if, and, and when you're in the middle of a stream, the VOD, even if you turn them on, it's not going to save it. So unfortunately all of that fun we were having um, is now, uh just memories lost to the ones and zeros for anyone who was there live you know for me you know and then of course dna gaming the you know being on the show you know we have it in our head how fun it was unfortunately (laughs) we can't share it with everybody else who you know maybe doesn't do twitch or uh or what whatnot but uh we had a lot of fun let's just say that but (laughs) you know and and for me you know i had that demon in the back of my head that was telling me like you're letting people down 
by not putting out a podcast. Cause like I've been so consistent with putting out podcast episodes every week, especially the core show, um, which is our weekly, you know, we sit down, we talk about, you know, movie reviews and I've been consistent every week for the last year of putting out a podcast episode. And I was like, the demons tell me you're letting people down. You're letting people down. And so I, you know, you go into that dark place, but to have, yeah. but to have people that are like, it's okay. It's fine. Like people, it are, is okay. It kind of, it pumps people up for, you know, cause they, it, they're more anticipated on what, what's coming up. And I'm like, well, they, the yeah. comeback is always great. So, right. I mean, listen, I kind of, I mean, I hope you guys enjoy, you know, this, this is, you know, of course this will be releasing, uh, at the same time as those podcast episodes. And I hope you enjoy what we're doing here. I know it's not all talking about movies, which is what this channel is primarily focused on, but uh, this is something that it, this, I mean, this was kind of, um, you know, short You're notice in my life. Exactly. So, so it still fits. It, it makes sense. I mean, this was a short notice. I did reach out to dark like yesterday and asked if he wanted to be on the show. Uh, but this is something that I've actually had in my mind to do. Um, at some point, because there's so many amazing people who do, who not just, you know, have, you know, movie review podcasts, but, you know, like Dark, you know, with his music, because we use his music in our show, in multiple shows, um, and we listen to his music, I listen to his music all the time, I know almost 15,000 people monthly That's listen true. to his music on Spotify, I have to throw that out there for you, Um so, you know, why not bring him on and have this conversation and, you know, and this will set up if people, you know, enjoy this type of content, then I can go out and reach out to the people, to other people who maybe I haven't known as long um, and bring them on. And, and do get to know them. Exactly. And do something similar. Uh, even even I, with DNA Gaming, who has been on the show since day one, you know, I'd love to do an episode with them because like yeah. we've had the conversations before like we do here, but to do just to kind of have something a little bit of a different format. Isolate it a little more. Yeah. Right. No, there's definitely nothing wrong with like you, you see it all the time, like all kinds of content creators, like, you know, Tim, the tap man, will have all his war zone gameplay in this, but then he has another channel and, or another like pot that he puts his hand in where it's, mm -hmm. you know, just chatting stuff or tier list breakdowns. And so branching out, but staying in the same realm is, it's an absolutely fan. And again, like you're, you're instead of dissecting a film, you're dissecting a content creator, man. It's beautiful. I'm having fun already. I feel like we're, we're like an hour <laughs> in already and we haven't even gone anywhere. <laughs> I, I do. I looked down at the, the recording time. Like we've only been recording for that long. It feels like we've been talking for the last like two yeah. hours and it's great. This is, you know, it, and you know, this is my favorite thing is why I started the show because the whole thing was my favorite thing to do was to like, I would watch a movie with my brother or my dad or even like a, you know, a friend who's, you know, might not as be as passionate about movies as me, but still, you know, enjoys talking about them and just having the conversation, like watching a movie and just talking about it. And there's times yep. where me and my brother will sit on the couch at my dad's house and watch a movie and just commentate over the movie. And <laughs> that that's why we started the show was because we wanted to share our passion about, you know, about film to everybody else, even though, yeah, there are thousands upon thousands of, of podcasts that do similar things. Um, but it's always about putting your, your own little spice your touch on it. Yeah. Your stamp. Exactly. Yeah. You know, some people might watch our show and go, wow, that sounds very similar to this show. And it's like, well, it's unfortunate that you think that way, but I hope people 
you know, listen to us and also listen to all the other movie podcasts out there because you're going to get something different from all of exactly them. that. I mean, listen, I, me, myself, I listen to so many podcasts that do movie reviews. I mean, we have, yeah. we've had, um, uh, his, uh, Justin from Epic film guys. He's, you know, he pretty much, he does a lot of horror films, but he's been doing it since for, since 2014, we got some other guys from other podcasts that are going to be coming on the show um, within the next couple months that, you know, it's it's awesome to to be able to reach out to those people who have been doing it for a long time and then want to be on our show. And it's like, why? Like, we've been, I feel like I feel like we haven't done anything yet to to deserve that honor. But it's just that's what's so great about this, about the podcasting community, at least what I've been seeing from from these movie review podcasts. Um, is that everybody's supporting each other. Like I'll go on yeah. Twitter, like on the dissect that film Twitter, and I'll just go through and share or retweet all the new podcast episodes from all these podcasts, because I want people to see these podcasts and not just yeah. focus on myself. I want people and to watch our show, but I want people to also watch theirs because everybody has their own interpretation on how to review films. And that's exactly, I mean, I, I treat the streaming and stuff the same way. Like, I got to be out there doing this and doing that. Cause you, you know, I want all the people to watch me too, but if you don't like me, that's fine. You might like these people. Right. And if these people do well, that's just good for everybody, man. It's just, I, even if you like me and like that, you know, you might be able to learn from each other, grow from each other. It's, there's nothing wrong with, with sharing the love with everybody who does what you do. Exactly. It's, we're all one big family. And that's true. I think if people aren't looking at it that way, then you're not doing like, then you probably shouldn't be doing it at all because yeah, you should definitely at least reevaluate the way you're looking at things because it's, exactly. that's why I got out of music in the local area that I live in. It was very toxic. It was very selfish. It was very clicky. And I, I don't think in you know, a lot of those, like we, we would play a gig and it's like this, this production company would come in and like, Hey, you guys want to play this show? It's a metal and punk show. Sure do. It'll be fun. And then you get there and there's 15 bands playing. Everybody gets 20 minutes. And then after the first band plays, they leave and their fans leave and it's just so on and so forth. And it's right. like, that's not the way this works. Like, why are we doing this? Exactly. You, and I think to come over to Twitch and just get this warm, like that's how I thought it might be at first, but just this warm embracing hug of people who are like all on the same page, man. It's incredible. Right. And it's, oh, you know, of course it always feels good when somebody, you know, goes out of their way to just tell you like, Hey, I really enjoy what you're doing. You know, it feels it's humbling because that's the, that's, that's why we do it. You know, I, you know, if, if it was one person who watched our show every week, one person, and that was it, I would still make the show every week. Exactly. Because I know yep. I'm, I, I'm better, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, cause that person could be having an, a terrible, like he, his life could be in shambles. He could be having a terrible time, but you know, listening to our show, puts that little bit of happiness inside him for I'm I'm right there with you an hour and a half to two hours long. Um, and that's what it's all about for me. You know, I, I don't do this for money. I don't make any money off doing this show. I, you know, I do it because it's a passion of mine. Um, you know, because I love, I've been, you know, I've been watching movies since I was a little kid, you know, with my grandma showing me movies I shouldn't have been watching at a very, very, <laughs> very young age. And to be honest, this show is kind of a, a tribute to her because she's the one who introduced me to all like, you know, she introduced me to Jaws, which is 
you know, for Your anyone who doesn't movie. know, <laughs> who hasn't been watching this show for the last year, is my favorite film. And it's because of her, you know, showing me at three, four years old, you know, in the fact of like, hey, this movie is supposed to make you afraid of sharks. But for me, it was like, you I, were appreciated, I, I appreciated, you know, that I knew that this wasn't reality, but the way I understood filmmaking like in a, in a different perspective like you watch the movie and i was all about like okay i want to know how they made this and see <laughs> you're where i'm at with music you watch movies in a totally different way than other people do and that's exactly what i'm talking that's you you get it you get yeah. it and i get it i get what you're talking i get what you're saying right it's it's one of those things where if you figure out you know when you like for, you know watching Steven Spielberg make Jaws back in 1975 and how difficult it was and all the craziness that they went through to make that movie. It makes you appreciate it more. Even when it's oh, like, yeah, Man, that shark looks fake. Yeah, it does look fake. It was 1975. It was 1975. <laughs> what do you want? Like, but the way that he was able to, to make that movie just makes me appreciate it so much more. And then he goes off and makes so many more great films. You know, that's why he's my favorite director of all time. Cause he just, he's made so many just iconic films. I mean, Jurassic park is another one of my favorites where it's like, yeah. who thought this could, could, could be a thing. And now look at it. It's a huge franchise. Yeah. It's timeless. It's been around it, what it's dressed almost park, 30 years. years. I was going to say 20. Now. Yeah. So it's next crazy. Year it'll be 30 years. It's, it's wild, but I mean, I, to be honest, I was similar. I was similar to with music too. You know, I always was, you know, I, being obsessed with Van Halen, being obsessed with Ozzy, I would go to like the the bookstore and you go to the magazine section. They'd always yep. have the, like the uh, magazines that were just dedicated to that artist. And I remember going yep. there and there was the, they had just, I, I can't remember. I still have the magazine in a box somewhere, which I need to get framed. RIP Eddie, fucking legend. But um, it yeah. sits right here next to me every uh, day. Yeah. It, I mean, Eddie Van Halen is the what is probably, in my opinion, the greatest artist of all time. Like, just the greatest, not even artist, guitarist, innovator, tinkerer, it just <laughs> a man that just embodied what it meant to be a fucking rock star. Yep, and yeah. just inspired not even not just one, two, three, but four generations of guitar players. Like who else could, he may not have been the most technically proficient or had the most, you know, finger killing riffs, but he did. I mean, some of them are fucking mind numbing, but just to inspire 40 years of musicians and he's going to continue to do so well beyond his time, man. It's like, who else could do that? Right. I mean, he just, I I just remember playing, you know, there's some albums that people don't listen to probably as much as others when it comes to Van Halen, but I loved their last album with Sammy Hagar balance. Oh yeah. I love some of the, the guitar solos and, and just some of the riffs from some of those songs. Like it was unbelievable that the, the talent of this man, but yeah, I would go to Barnes and Noble or any bookstore. I think we had a Walden books in our mall and they had a magazine that was just dedicated to Van Halen. It was the history of Van Halen and, and of course I buy it because it had, of yeah. course had the cover, had the Frankenstein design on the cover. So I'd even made it, it just made it cooler. And I remember in 2004 when they went on their reunion tour, 
with Sammy and I got to see them twice in one week. And I got a pick with Eddie Van Halen's signature on it. It was like oh, one of the man. ones he used. It had like the his signature kind of engraved yep. into the pick, and it's still like one of my prized possessions. It's still in like a little box in a drawer. Like it needed it's safe. <laughs> yeah, nothing will ever happen to this. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pick of destiny now. Oh, absolutely. No, that I mean that was a game changer. Like I got into I got into guitar before I got into Van Halen. Like you know, that I knew like running with the devil, whatever. I was I was a kid, right? But like that's like him and and Alex Lifeson and Eric Johnson just completely changed, changed it from a hobby to an obsession. Like just wanting to, because you're never gonna be as great as those guys, and I don't want to learn what they do note for note, but right. to introduce things from their bag of tricks to help me turn into the the, the guitarist and I mean, musician I am today is. I mean, you know, the lose, man, losing him was, it's still to this day, I can't believe. Like, I knew at some point in our time, you you have to lose some of those people. But, I mean, right. it, 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 man, that sucks. Yeah, that was, a, that was a big loss to, you know, to the, the music world as, you know, he just epitomized what a guitarist was all about. Like, yes. being just a musician was all about. Because he just, like, there was never, I don't think I ever, ever heard anyone talk about like a man he was i don't think i don't really think he was that good no it, it, it was, is it, people praised i mean he might have been you know there's there's i've you know from the history of van halen through the years and the way he was a very obsessive person yeah um he always wanted to make music and which he, he always did he was always in the studio making music even if the band wasn't there and yep. he was very like adamant about hey you know, once this album's done, let's move on to the next one. It's like, you know, hey, man, we got a life like we got other things going <laughs> on. And that's why, like, um, you know, you know, the original like David Lee Roth, like he wanted to he went off and did a solo thing because, you know, he wanted to do his own thing. And Eddie was like, oh, well, then whatever. Go. We, well, and I mean, people people might speak of those times as like ill decisions. But to me, it's it comes out of a place of just how obsessed and how dedicated he was to his craft. Right. It didn't. He may have been blinded by the obsession and not being able to take in other people's opinions and thoughts and feelings, but I, I get it. When you're when you click and you get that Zen state of writing and playing and touring, it's just it consumes you. And I mean, I I I get it. I I totally do. So it's like, all right, well, you want to go do a site? Well, we got to bring in somebody else because we need to keep this 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 train rolling. So I get it. Yeah. But I mean, to me, it's like it's it goes beyond he changed the way that people played. He changed the way people performed live. He changed the way amps were made, the way guitars were made. He invented so many things like the D tuner and he helped inspire, like helped pioneer the Floyd Rose bridge and hot rod your guitars and spray paint. Now, I mean, the dude just did something like the, the, the line of amps that are being built now because of the way he tinkered as a kid, uh, music as a jet, like modern metal wouldn't be what it is without him. Sure wouldn't. Definitely, definitely. I could talk about Van Halen all day. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, For another show, we'll do we'll do something else, man. But yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. I could talk for days about Eddie and Van Halen as whole. But um, we're gonna switch it up and we're gonna talk about movies. Since movies, this is, okay. This is, a, this is a technically a, a a movie podcast. Uh, so 
Do you remember the first movie you saw in theaters? I do. It was 1993, so I was six years old. My dad took me to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 in theaters. Ooh. The best one. The one, one, that, the, the one in say. Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Turtles in time. <laughs> I'll ne- I, I will never forget that. It was like the first experience in the theater. And I mean, I loved the Ninja Turtles. I don't remember too much of that movie to this day, but I mean, that was that was the first one I ever saw. The first one I remember seeing. They may have taken me when I was like a baby or something, right. but I don't remember. But that's the first one I vividly remember going to. So what? Um, what is your favorite film? My favorite film. Wow. That is a tough one because there's a lot of like, I have a wide variety of things that I like. Um, Man, let me, I mean, my, my favorite film, I think I've talked to you about it before. It's, it's probably, I'm going to have to go with almost heroes by Chris Farley with them. Well, not by, but the Chris Farley movie, almost right. heroes, which is definitely, I don't know if I've ever, I, I don't think I've ever seen that answer like from anyone. When they, when you talk about like, what is your, and especially when you, even if you're just talking about what's your favorite Chris Farley movie, almost heroes is a very like obscure film because it is, uh, it, it, for, it was Chris Farley's final film before he passed away. Uh, and it didn't do well. It was not, it didn't do well in the box office and it just kind of, it bombed and people kind of just wrote it off. Like, yeah, I mean, well, let's remember Chris for, for Black Sheep and for Tommy Boy and for, you know, was it Beverly Hills Ninja? <laughs> that's a, and, that's and, another one. That's a close yeah. second. <laughs> and, and SNL, of course. That's where he became, yeah. you know, mega famous. I, but, I uh, think people gave him a, a, an unfair reaction to the film because he tried to do something that was still Chris Farley. But, I mean, if you look at Black Sheep and Tommy Boy, those are the same movies just wrote differently. They're the same characters. Right. Yep. It's the same journey that the like, kind of thing they go off on. So I think people wrote it off because it, it was it was a break from the normal what Chris Farley was doing. Exactly. But it really, I mean, if you really watch it and watch it again, he's still Chris Farley. Oh yeah. Just he didn't have David Spade with him. I or you know honest, like, I enjoy it, Almost Heroes. It's to me again. I, we, I've talked to you about it before, even like in, in streams and off you know off air and stuff. It's just to me to have that cat like. Again, I'm not dogging Matthew Perry. He's he's a great he's a great actor for television, but when you can carry a movie and maintain my interest as a comedy for 90 minutes with Matthew Perry as what's supposed to be the lead of the movie, yeah, it, it, like and to make it a comedy, Chris Farley carried that movie, and it for like I I'm sad it was his last film, but I'm like I can like for that to be his last film i'm okay with because i thought it really showcased his talents to carry a movie not not even as the lead of the movie no i agree it's definitely a hidden gem that i think not enough people have seen um i guarantee you could probably go to a lot of people and and ask them about it and they won't even know what it is <laughs> yeah. i mean that's how obscure this this movie is i remember i think the last time i had seen Almost Heroes was they showed it I think on Comedy Central. Uh, they I think they were having I think it was the anniversary of Chris's death or it was his birthday or something like that and they did like a whole Chris Farley marathon yeah and of course that that was on it and I was and I remember watching it from from beginning to end and I remember renting it uh, when I was a kid. I thought it was hilarious. I mean, I love Matthew Perry because he, you know, his uh, Chandler's 
my favorite character from Friends, and so I was like, oh hell yeah, I got I got Chandler and Chris Farley. Like let's yeah. go. Like this got to be good. I mean, it's not that. I mean, it it's it's such a weird concept for a movie to have those two guys in. It it's is. Like, <laughs> the guy sits down. They're like, listen, let's make a movie where these two, <laughs> where you got this really straight laced guy and this bumbling idiot. They have to go try to get to the West Coast before Lewis and Clark. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. And that's who do, you, who do you got in mind? Chris Farley and Matthew Perry. They're like, all right. But if you sure. think about it, it works. It works. So they work so perfect together in that movie <laughs> as a wannabe Lewis and Clark. Like it's perfect. It's so good. It's so good. I'd like to figure out whoever cast that movie and shake their kiss them on the lips, probably. Right? But I mean, I mean, if we're gonna break away from that, I mean, my other, I, I kind of would have, I'd have to say two favorite movies, and the others, it's, it's the Karate Kid. I mean, that's, it's a classic. The original. It's just, Let's just the original, that, not the Jaden Smith one. No, 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 no. That doesn't count. That is not an actual Karate Kid movie. <laughs> I mean, although I, Jackie Chan did a great job. He tried. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, the the, the Karate Kid movie just—I mean, really anything Ralph Macchio is in is is pretty decent. But it's just you know we all go through that. We all have those struggles as a kid and in life and the trials and tribulations you go through. And everybody loves an underdog story. And exactly, it's it's another one of the favorite. It's another one of the classics that I love to watch repeatedly. I mean, that's the thing. Like with the Karate Kid, I mean that franchise is still going strong today. With you know you got Cobra Kai, so good. With those, you know, the original characters still, still, you know, doing their. They keep thing finding and, ways to sneak new original characters in and make you go, "Ooh, sweet!" Right? Like I remember, right. I know what's coming now, and it, it's great. They're doing a a fantastic job with it. All right. Well, we've heard your favorite films. Now, I need you to dig deep and tell me what do you think is the worst movie you have ever seen. The worst movie I have ever seen. Oh man, uh, this film that I watched a year and a half ago called Wiener Dog. <laughs> it was not that movie fucked me up. You're laughing over there. I, I think don't you've even seen it. I don't even want to know, man. But I'm looking it up on IMDb right now. It had Danny. I was. I was pitched to me as, oh, it's a movie about a wiener dog, and it's got Danny DeVito. Sold and is sold. It, is it a short film? It's uh is it called Wiener Dogs? Yeah, no, it's just Wiener Dog. Oh, Wiener Dog. Let me, dog. let me. It's a 2016 film. Oh, I see it. It was, it had uh, Greta Gerwig, Danny DeVito, Julie Depley, and Tracy Latson. Not a, a Kieran Culkin was on it. Had an Academy Award winning director in the movie as an actress, Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Wow. It that movie fucked me up because we had just gotten our wiener dog and we just moved into this house and somebody's like, Oh, you know, you gotta watch this movie. It's great. And it, it fucked me up. So was it bad in the sense like like you watched it and it was just like this is just terrible filmmaking? It, or is it, it was it just one of those movies terrible. that kind of fucked you up? It was terrible in every aspect of what a movie could be bad at. Uh the Danny DeVito role made no sense. The fucking, I mean, I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody, but it was just the dog bounces around all these different places. And then at the end of, like, again, I don't want to spoil it. It was just, it was so dumb. And it was like, I just wanted to watch a fun movie with a wiener in it. That's the thing is like, why? I always wonder why when, when people make a dog movie, like a movie about a dog, 
that it has to be a, a story of a dog bouncing around to different places like or dying or dog pet, pet like, for me i don't like movies about dogs i don't because uh marley and me fucked me up same i, I do we me and the lady were gonna go to the movies last month and watch the new movie dog and she's like i can't and i'm like i can't because if the dog fucking dies in the movie i'm raging <laughs> it's just yeah, no, we don't. I mean, we under we understand that's how life works. Yeah, you we know, don't need to see a dog die because that's I, real life. <laughs> right. I'm going to experience it, you know, hopefully not for a while. But at some point, I'm going to go through that dark time, you know, having to say goodbye to my dog. It's just I don't need to see it on the screen where a dog I've seen, you know, I've only known this dog for two hours, but <laughs> I fell it's in love like, with it. Oh, we got to show this 20 minute scene of it being put down. You're like, well, I, stop it, man. Uh, and the, I, yeah and we watched that um pachico a couple months ago that one messed me up too oh is that the one with richard gear is that is it hold on is it, uh, yeah, uh, i think i know what you're talking about yeah yeah richard Gear. yeah, yeah richard yeah, Gear. Okay. where the dog waits for yeah no that yeah, one the dog waits for the owner and then yeah and i was gonna the owner dies. <laughs> well, yeah i mean it's i mean that movie's like 20 years old but yeah that one, that one got me good too. Yeah, pet, pet, pet movies just—they're just not for me. I like—I don't get excited about them anymore. Like that, the dog movie that with uh, Channing Tatum that just came out—it looks good, but it's just like, yeah, I don't—I don't want to see it because I know—I mean, I hope not, but I've seen I feel it like before. it's just gonna hat. That's how it's gonna end, and I don't want to go through that emotion. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather go through an, a story where like you, you're connected to this one character and then he dies at the end. Like a like a human character, but when it's a pet, man, it's just like it's a whole different ball game. Oh yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah, I I can't do it. I I can't do it at all. <laughs> I love pets too much. Yeah, but that's by far that's by far my my least favorite film is is Wiener Dog. I I, I hated it from beginning to end. Almost as bad as I did not like uh, anything after Fast and Furious Three. Oh oh boy. Let's let's talk a little bit about the Fast and Furious franchise. All right. That is my that is my most favorite and least favorite film franchise at the same time. So as is, as this as of this recording, uh they just announced the logo Ten, and the title yep. for Fast 10, which is just Fast X. X. And all I can think of when I see it is Jason X, which came out in the early yeah. 2000s, which was the 10th Friday the 13th movie that came out and that movie was both great and terrible all at the same time. But boy, these movies are just, how do we go from movies about just street racing to movies about like literally the last one spoiler. If you haven't seen fast nine, but the, the a car goes to space. All right. Ludacris yeah. and Tyrese Gibson go to fucking space. All right. They jump a car off like the grand Canyon and then a stealth bomber comes and scoops it up while it's falling. You lost me. You lost me there. Yeah. Redbox was... made Redbox made $18 off me. Cause that movie <laughs> sat in my DVD player unwatched after that for the next week while I processed how terrible it was. Oh, it's on HBO Max, and I I had to because I've been I I've seen them all, so I figured I might as well just keep going. I can't just stop right now. I just keep going, and whew, 
It, they, they're just outrageous. They're just outrageous. And Vin Diesel needs to be stopped because he's the reason. These he's movies, on a rampage. It's Vin Diesel and the people going to the theaters to see this movie. And mm-hmm. it keeps making a buttload of money. And people are like, well, we got to make another one. It's like, stop. Just, but I mean, it, one, two and three it. were they were so good. You went from the story of this undercover cop to the second one where he's in a different city. And then they introduced Tyrese Gibson. And it was this cool like those two played off each other. Well, right. Yeah. And then number three, like I love the whole script flip over to Japan. Like I, that the number three is one of my favorite movies too. It's, and then you, they just lost me after that, man. Yeah. They're like, how can we keep this relevant? It basically, people? yeah, it turned into the Expendables. Yeah, it's just a, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. I did like what they did though, like spinning off the Rocks character into the the Hobbs and Shaw. I thought like you should take that crazy like michael bay aspect and keep it in the side series and just i, I don't know they, they're going a little too far with the core series though yeah but rest I mean, in peace paul walker right oh 100 what a, i think to be honest that's when it just it just they were trying to figure out ways to not include him like yeah to put butts in the seats without him in the movie yeah and to be honest my favorite i think my favorite part of the original the fast and the furious was the brian character i loved i loved paul walker's character and then i loved paul walker from the early 2000s i don't know if you remember the movie joyride it was uh had him and um uh, steve zahn where they were being stalked oh, by man. a guy in a tractor trailer truck yeah okay now when you be radio yeah <laughs> when you say when steve's on that he's a fucking another legend man zahn. <laughs> Oh, uh, what's the name of that? I can't remember the name of the movie. It's it's him. I think there's Sarah Silverman, Jack Black. Uh, oh, um, um, Savings, isn't it? Saving Silverman? Saving Silverman, yeah, yeah. That movie is so good. Yeah. Steve Zahn was in so many. I mean, dude, where's my car? No, that wasn't him. That was Sean Michael. Or, uh, that was Sean William Scott. Sean yeah. William Scott. Couldn't think of his name. Um, But yeah, the, <laughs> I, I Paul Walker not being in the Fast series just kind of it doesn't it doesn't feel as good and just like why why are these no that's like (laughs) it's like david lee roth and uh and sammy hagar leaving and then van halen trying to go on with gary sharon like it just doesn't work i mean i remember remember listening to that van halen three album and going what am i listening to right now you i mean you know eddie's here but who's this guy and why does this not sound right (laughs) that was terrible there was like one maybe two good songs on that entire album yeah, I mean, yeah, it's still a Van Halen. I mean, then their newest. I, well, we don't need to get into Van Halen more. That's for another day. Yeah. So, what? I mean, are you excited for any movies this year that have that haven't been released yet? Like, are you excited? Like, do you are you an avid movie watcher? Do you do you watch a lot of movies? I, I I really don't anymore because I feel like over the last like maybe ten years and it's it's the same with gaming and movies and music everything's gotten a little stagnant everything's reboot heavy, right. um so I've kind of lost some interest. And as much as I'm excited for like Doctor Strange and the you know the Multiverse of Madness and and another I you know to see what they do with all those questions like Spider Man not Iron Man. Uh, but I feel like superhero movies are getting crammed down our throat a little too much as well. I can agree. As much as I love them, as much as I'm excited to go see Doctor Strange 2 and go see Thor 4 and 
go see all these super. I, I I feel you. Like to be honest, if we went through an entire year without a Marvel or DC film, I would I would actually be okay with it because I think yeah. it would, it, it's just like we were talking about, like with me not releasing an a, a, an episode of the podcast this week, which you will be getting an episode of, of a podcast this week. But you know, it gives you that anticipation. You're like you get super yeah. pumped. You're like, oh, I mean, I mean, to be honest, the 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 superhero movie I'm most excited. For is the the newest Into the Spider Verse movie, which actually got delayed to the end of last year or end of next year. So I'm like, hell yeah! I got all this time. I'm gonna be super excited once that movie comes out. When you're getting like three, four a year, it's like oof. it's so many. And then you're getting like shows. Yeah, it's it's a lot. So I mean, I'm most excited for some of the Marvel stuff and least excited for it at the same time. <laughs> I just want a break. Yeah, it, I just want Jingle all the way too. Didn't, oh, Larry the Cable Guy? Mm. You do know that exists, that, right? That, that was a movie, you are right, and so yeah. was Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, uh, the, the child one, was and Pet Son of Mask. Oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> we don't, I we forgot don't about that. I want to jingle all the way again with Arnold Schwarzenegger, yes. I should say. I was going to say, no, we don't want, we don't need a, a Larry the Cable Guy, another Larry the Cable Guy jingle all the way. We don't need another anything with Larry the Cable Guy. Let's talk a little bit about a movie that you told me you actually enjoy, and you might be on the show to talk about it, but it's a, a little film that came out back in, uh, I believe, 1993 called The Super Mario Brothers, The Movie. I mean, what is there to talk about? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a fantastically terrible movie. It's so it's so bad. It's so good. It's bad, and so bad. It's good. It, it's one of those things where you're wondering if the filmmakers of that movie were on real, just so many drugs when they wrote and that. You were, it, it's it's also one of those movies. If you wonder if when they pitched it, they ever actually looked at a Mario game. <laughs> like no, they pitched it as a as they pitched it as like, hey, have you ever played Super Mario Brothers? And like, yeah, it's like, we want to make a movie based on that. And they're like, all right, cool. And then when they, they gave him the money and they made the movie, and he was like, well, it's too late now. And it's like, here's what we got. got to like, do this it. Has, this has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> What's the messed up part, too, is uh, Bob Hoskins and uh, what is it? Uh, Legazamo. John Legazamo. Legazamo. Yeah. Those two are so perfectly cast for Mario and Luigi. And how did you, how did you deviate that far from what it, it could have been? I mean, it was still great, though. Right. It, it still managed it really to be great. Was. It really was. I um, get fired up. I could every time I anytime I go to a flea market or a garage sale or anywhere where stuff's for sale, and I see that fucking I see Hoskins and, and John standing their legs together, and the, I gotta buy it. I don't care if it's a nickel. I don't care if it's a dollar. I don't care if it's a hundred bucks. I'm buying it. I want every copy of the Mario movie. Got it back here. Bring it out. There I've, it is. I don't know how long I've had this DVD, but guess what, guys? According to the Washington Post, it it's, a it's, it's a blast. It's a blast. And the tagline is, this ain't no game. It's, it's a live action thrill ride. Oh, that's it's a live action something, and I will forever appreciate uh, what they tried to do. And according to... 60 second preview it's an eye-popping special effects that is uh it's about as eye-popping and special effects as uh it's, it's ray charles could make eye-popping special effects oh 
God. Dennis Hopper was in this same movie, too. <laughs> he was. He was. Oh. Somehow. That's where they spent all the money. <laughs> Don't worry. The next, the year after, he was the villain in Speed, which he redeemed himself for that. But, <laughs> but that, I mean, we're definitely going to be covering the Super Mario Brothers movie on the show. I mean, I love, as much as it hurts to watch movies like this because they're, they are bad. Um, talking about them on a podcast is so it's much great. Fun. I, you know, we, I, I had to endure six weeks of watching the resident evil movies and they're bad. They're all bad. I don't care. They're terrible movies, but I got to sit down with my friend piggy and my brother. We got to talk about all six of those movies and it was a blast to do it. It's, it's so weird to, to and have see, such fun talking about crap movies. <laughs> and that's where I will say that a bad movie could be great. Like but people, why do you like Super Mario Brothers? Why is it a good, it's not that it's a good movie, but it's a movie you could sit down and have a fucking two hour conversation about. Exactly. And that to me makes it a good movie because maybe it's not a good movie, but you're getting good memories from it. Right. That's, that's the movie where like, if me and dark lived closer, I'd call him up and I'd be like, yo, we're going to, we're going to review Super Mario Brothers uh, on the show this week. I'm going to come over. We're going to watch it together. And we just talk through the whole movie because we've already seen it, but we're going to commentate on just all the dumb shit that's going on in this movie. And it just makes it such a great experience. Exactly. Are we going to do this before or after we plow through the hot ones challenge? Oh boy. Well, we'll have to figure it out. You know what? We might, you know, if uh, I ever make it out your way anytime soon, maybe that's when we do this movie. I'll bring it with me, even though you probably already have it, but I'm going to bring my copy with me. And we're going to do the challenge and you know what? We do it at the same time. I mean, and, and if we, you want to do, if it's easier for you, I can come out to you. any weekend. I, I looked it up where you're at. It's a seven hour and 40 minute drive. I could make that in a Friday morning. We'll, we'll figure it out, man. It's going to be, it'll, uh, you know, just, you know, I got to run it by the wife. Well, for sure. I got, but I will say I've got weekends sectioned off here. I'm going to Indiana. I'm going to see John. I'm going, I'm going to see lots of people. We can add you on the list, man. I'd love to come out. Sounds like a plan, man. We'll fit. We'll figure it out. Well, we are a, a little over an hour. I figured that's a good spot to stop. I don't know if you got anything else you want to add before we uh, get into like all the socials and it kind of plugging in, you know, all that stuff. Oh, you're, uh, anything before you roll out the red carpet for me? Yeah, exactly. Uh, would be to, to let me ask you a question. Sure. And that would be to like, where, where do you see yourself going here in the next couple of years? Cause I, I, I want to hear what kind of ideas you got cooking. Cause I, this was an absolute blast. I love watching your guys's, I love listening to the podcast and watching the film dissections. What, what's got you ticking? What are you excited about coming up, man? I, I'm just excited to keep going, you know, doing what we're doing. Um, you know, I, I, I think the biggest, I think the biggest thing for me is always the fact that like, it would be so nice to be able to do the podcast, you know, with, you know, to be able to be near, you know, DNA gaming and be able to like do it in person while we're together doing the show. I think it would be really cool, which, I, which is kind of a goal for me is to be able to do a show like that. Not, you know, of course it would only be like once in a while since they live, you know, very far away. Um, but it's it's to kind of branch out and do you know do some other stuff like you know hopefully if we're still around in the next three years you know we got the the fiftieth anniversary of Jaws and I don't live very far from where they filmed the movie, um and my ultimate goal is to be able to do a live show in Martha's Vineyard for the fiftieth anniversary of Jaws. 
it's a, it's a weird thing to to want to do, but I really want to do it. Like I literally want to do a live podcast. You know, awesome. at a at, like I'm the dock that you know the two fishermen were trying to freaking catch the shark with, yeah. the, with the dude's wife's big r- roast. You know, if even if it's there anymore. But um, See, you're getting fired up and you're excited about I'm it. That's so why I wanted to ask you that. Is I I love when people are passionate about something and I love seeing their yeah. reactions and and talking about it. It gets me fired up. I think also you know bringing bringing more people on the show. You know, you know, like yourself and and others that either do what you know similar things to what you do or you know people who do completely other things like you know we've had we've had guests on the show um but it wasn't in the vein like this uh we you know we had justin from uh, uh, uh from epic film guys a, a, a big podcast that i listened to um we had him on the show to, to review a movie and hopefully we'll be having him back really soon um but to just bring people on i just want to branch out and meet you know, new people and have them on the show and maybe be on their show and kind of brand, you know, just kind of, you know, spread out and get, get our show into more people's ear holes and, you know, hopefully their eyes, you know, once, you know, we get out of the shadow realm of YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you ever get to the point where you're doing something like this and you have a studio set up to bring people in, I would love to come and be there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's the, that's the ultimate goal. Um, hopefully we'll be, we're going to be looking for a new a new place within the next year because uh, we had our third child and we don't have enough rooms for, for I, said children. So we need to, and con- to congrats go a little bit again, man, on the, the addition you. to the family. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, so I my, my ultimate goal is to be able to find a place where I can build a studio because there are other things that I want to do other than just doing the podcast. You know, um, as I stated before, my passion, I love singing and I would like to do you know, vocal work and, you know, be able to contribute to, you know, music that dark, dark makes and maybe, you know, do some stuff like that. That's I'd love to have it, man. Personal goals. Not that nothing to do really with the show, but, um, but yeah, yeah what I, mean, I was just, asking, it doesn't even have to be the show, man. What I just, I want to know what fires up Parker right now. It's just doing, continuing to do what I enjoy doing. And that's a I'm great been, answer for the last year. I've been having a blast doing the show. My, I think my mental health has improved a lot since doing the show and kind of putting certain things on the back burner, you know, unfortunately with me stopping my normal streaming that I was doing before, um, you know, the community that I had built kind of crumbled. Um, you know, I still have people that are around, um, that do support me and do, you know, are still around, but unfortunately there are some that, you know, kind of disappeared and it is what it is. And it's just how, you know, kind of how it works, but, you 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 kind of have to go into this thing, you know, with the mindset of like, if it gets too much, you got to take a step back. You got to oh, yeah. take those breaks, and you know, and you got to try to, you got to, you know, even if you don't know when it's time, you don't. If somebody is telling you, "Hey, man, maybe it's time to take a break," you know, listen to those people because they're there not to, you know, take anything from you. They're trying to help you. Exactly. No, I, I've I've had that I've had that told to me before. So, and, uh, it's, it's why I took so many breaks. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's ultimately it is just, you know, for me, it's just to continue doing what I'm doing and continuing to enjoy it because it's when you stop enjoying it is when you should probably stop doing it altogether because yep. what, what's the point, you know, don't, don't, don't continue to do something just because, you know, somebody is, you know, telling you to do it. 
do it for you. You know, do it because you want to, not because you have to. That's when the best content comes is when people can latch onto it and you can build it around something that you're enjoying. Uh, people, people feed off that enjoyment. Mm-hmm. 100%. And I appreciate everybody's support on the show the last year. You know, if it wasn't for all the support, I don't think, you know, I'd want to keep doing it. It's, it's the fact that I have people in my corner that are just like, hey, man, you know, it's just great. I'm, I'm happy for you. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, and it's all, that's all I need. That's all I need. You know, just one person to kind of give me that reassurance. Like, Hey, what you're doing, it's really cool. What you're doing. I can tell you right now what you're doing is cool because I'm not a big film guy, but I watch and enjoy your stuff. And we're doing this thing tonight. This isn't in your typical realm of the content you create, but we've been sitting here gabbing now for a little over an hour. And it's just felt like it hasn't felt like an interview. It hasn't felt, it's felt very organic and very fun. And we get, we could keep going for hours, man. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, literally be it. I mean, me and you play games. I mean, for hours on end, we have all sorts of conversations and, you know, we've, we've grown, you know, a lot closer over the last two years since we've met each other. You know, I still remember that first day meeting you, you know, playing golf with friends. And it was kind of <laughs> like, you know, John comes in and is like, Hey, uh, is it okay if the, uh, this guy plays with us and I was like sure and I saw your name I was like hey what's going on that was literally me like I saw you like I, I saw your name pop up and you you know John's like hey this is Dark Razor and I was like hey man what's going on and we kind of it was like an immediate like this dude's cool because you like you came back and just the way that you sounded I was like man this, this is a cool dude it was it was that was a life-changing night man coming in and getting to know Parker that night and then it ended and I was Over like I golf. hope I never talk to that guy again no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i mean well, you're stuck with me now <laughs> uh, yep I'm stuck with you you're a brother you're you're my brother so but yeah that's i think that's where we're gonna end the show um dark plug all your stuff man where can everybody find you and uh also make sure to to shout out your merch store since i am wearing if you're watching the video on youtube i'm wearing dark razard's beautiful merch with his amazing logo with that beautiful mullet I can't, I'm looking at the camera and it's not working right, but <laughs> uh, it's just dark rays art on every social Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook. It's all the same name, Spotify, Apple music, iTunes, you it's YouTube. YouTube is youtube.com slash dark gaming. Just dark razor for some reason was taken. I don't understand how, cause it's not a real site. Um, but yeah, music is on Spotify. Everything else is Twitter is where I'm most active. If people want to chat with me and hang out, um, got a couple new albums will be coming out here relatively soon. And I got a I got a subathon, mulletathon thing going on here on uh, Friday the 29th. I'm really stoked about. I'll be over on Twitch.tv for 12 hours that day. Oh boy, 12 so, hours of madness. So if you didn't catch all that, all those links will be down in the description. So. You can click on whatever one you want uh, to follow this man wherever you want. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, I, if you if you guys follow me and you like it, I'm, I'm honored to have you in the community. All I gotta uh, say, I'll, yeah, I mean, all I gotta say is that if you if you're on Twitch, if you watch Twitch, you need to follow this man. You need to watch his streams and support him because he's a quality guy and he puts out amazing content. And he always like, even if I'm at work. And I throw a stream on and I can't talk a lot of you just hearing his voice and hearing him, you know, have just constantly talking to his chat. And, you know, there's never a dull moment in a dark Razard stream. 
and I, that's what i strive for man is just having it's it's high vibes and, and fun the whole time yeah and for verification purposes i don't will this be will there be video of me or, or in this podcast is there video to this well this will be on youtube okay okay but what I need the people to know is because people don't believe me. It's it's one in the morning and the pit vipers and the headband are on. Yeah. They're never off. People don't get it. They're never off. They're always on. He sleeps with I just, people. He I, do. With I, I do. I he, do. He's got to put it. He, I mean, he's got to put some some protection on it so he doesn't crush them because, you know, you know, we you know, we got big heads and could could damage him but you know he he knows i have a doing. pillow custom molded that my head just slides into so that i don't go left or he's right like, he's like when you put a toy back in the box you put it in the exactly plastic that's already molded to the toy that he's got a pillow just yep. like that yeah, that's how my bed is i just lay in it i don't move for six to seven hours a night oh uh, my goodness it's great so Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Make sure to drop a uh, drop a like, comment on the video, and make sure to subscribe on the YouTube channel. Follow us at Dissect That Film on pretty much everything. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I could not tell you the last time I made a TikTok uh, on that channel, but hey, we have one. Um, and we are, we're on Twitch as well. Uh, we might do some more stuff over on the Twitch channel coming up. Um, we're going to be recording our episode, our real episode 51 of the podcast this coming Sunday. We're going to be talking about the Lego Batman movie because we got two more weeks talking about Batman with the Lego Batman next week and then the Batman the week after, which we might have a special guest for that one. Can't say who it is because it's not, you know, they're, they're not 100% sure they're going to be able to make it, but it's a good, very good chance they will. But just know that there might be a special guest for that. And then after that, we're not sure yet. But our poll, actually, well, I'll announce uh, what film series won the poll on Twitter uh, when uh, for the Lego Batman episode. So make sure to go, uh, to check that out. Other than that, I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the video. Um, it's a little bit of everything, and I'm very excited to continue doing this, um, you know, doing videos in this format. And I'm definitely excited to have this legend back on the show dark i thank you so much for having me man it's been a black i, I want to do it again i feel like we only touched on so many things and I there's know, so much more to go on to <laughs> so much man it's so much but thank you uh thank you just thank you for being here thank you for everything you do as um you know as a friend and as just an amazing uh content creator people more people need to know who you are and i hope that this will help a little bit more um and yeah and that's I mean, you're that's the goal and i appreciate it man and if you, there's ever anything i could do for you guys you please let me know it, it'll be done absolutely you i mean i know i i know i got your phone number which I, I that's true i you have do. for a bit until <laughs> i texted you <laughs> nine o'clock last night yo man you want to come yeah. get interviewed Hell you yeah. bet your ass Hell i do yeah. <laughs> all right everybody until next time, I am your host, Brett Parker. That is Dark Razard. This is the Dissect That Film Podcast Special Edition. We'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.